Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It's the Messiah of comedy himself, Moshe Kasher. Is and that what you go by now? I just, I've been starting to think about new nicknames to try to market myself. What do you mm, think of that one? Don't like it. No? Okay. Aren't you uh, against messiahs? No, we like messiahs. We just, Wait, so Jews think there's someone else that's like Jesus coming that's mm-hmm, not? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, when do we just get to like make up new religions? Uh, they're doing it right now. QAnon. That's a religion? You should check it out. Well, I don't want that one, but I'd like to make up my own where it's like you like some parts of the religion except the part where you have to go to temple. <laughs> Describe your uh, new religion. Describe your perfect religion. Yes, I'm listening. Oh, me? Okay. Um, You enter every situation. When you try to leave a situation, you try to leave it better. Mm-hmm. Leave a conversation, leave a person, leave a room. This could help you. I realized you've never made a room better from walking into <laughs> Wait, it. Wait, let me ask you this. Do you think that this interact, what you're doing, this critique is making it, is it better as you leave? That is such a good point. That I'm making? Yeah. Thank you so much. You know who makes really good points? Who? The Messiah of comedy himself. <laughs> no, you're right though because it's like I have this whole philosophy that I think would be awesome but mm. then I'm like I'm still going to treat you like shit. You know what? <laughs> it's, I think I have a name for your for your uh, religion. Marriage in a pandemic? No, hypocrisy. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Tough out there. It's tough out there for you. I'm having the greatest time ever. I'm just chilling. I think more oh, women I got are. Some good news. Can I say one thing? Actually, no. I'm so sorry, but no. I no. And it's our producer. She just said that you can't actually say any more things. Go ahead. I think women are slightly more annoyed at their partners than men are. Mm. Because women have been doing everything for right. so long. This is a point you've never made before, no, too. So I, I'm glad you're bringing it up. No, no. This is a new point. Mm-hmm. Not just that women are mad. But right. that men are like, what's wrong? Things are awesome. Is that how men sound? Some of them. Now, uh, Natasha, uh, when I walked in, speaking of our producer, you know what she said to me? Hmm. What's up with the ha- beanie thing? About on you? Yeah, it seems it was actually kind of a Natasha-esque um, query. What's know? up with the beanie thing? It wasn't like, hey, that's a cool new look. It was what's up with the beanie thing. You know, making me think a little bit like, oh, you don't like it. Well, I'm wearing a turban and she didn't say anything to me so right she let that one ooh, slide i know what happened what's maybe that? your beanie's wearing you and with me <laughs> i just can kind of like absorb any fashion because no it no. looks cool on me the thing is with you when you put that on you have actually great power yeah yeah like you can grant t- up to three wishes it's part of my new religion wear a turban yeah honey you can i said you can grant up to three wishes because mm-hmm. you look like a bit of a genie do i really look like a genie no you look pretty good I mean, Jeannie's look good, too. Remember I Dream of Jeannie? Oh, I know. She was cool. Yeah. You know who else is cool? Who? The Messiah of comedy himself. Old MK. Okay, now, well, listen. Our guest is waiting in the waiting she room. She is waiting. So she's a very, let her in? She's a very special guest, of course. You've seen her in many, many films. She, you've seen her in many, many... She's the host of a, a, a lot of wonderful podcasts. She's a big star. And, and, and on the rise, I would say. I mean... She had the number one movie on Netflix during the pandemic. Ladies and gentlemen, Meryl Streep. <laughs> I don't think Meryl Streep had the number one movie. Uh, she was in Don't Look Up. So, yeah, she technically, yes. 
That's the number one movie? It was the number one movie for a time. That is an amazing movie. But you know what? But also... We have an amazing guest. And she's even more... I, I, and I'm going to say this. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Is that okay? Okay. I'm going to say this. Our guest is 100% more funny than the goat herself, Meryl Streep. She's funnier. You've seen her in Orange is the New Black. She was the star of the number one movie on Netflix, The Wrong Missy, which I auditioned for. She got the part. You know what? Is that weird to say that? I it mean, is. Yeah. <laughs> weird to bring She up. was in another period. No, I just remember I remember seeing her in the movie and thinking, oh, I auditioned for that. She did it better. The point is we are lucky to have her and we would like to bring her in right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Lapkus. Here she comes. Hi. 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 I love your room. Thank you. Is that your baby's room or that's like room. your cute office? This is my little podcast studio. Oh my God. I love it. Now, can Yours I ask you a question? No shade at all, but do you think, just to go on the record, <laughs> that you're a, you are funnier than Meryl Streep? <laughs> and be honest. Um... Uh, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what we said in the intro, that you're funnier than Meryl Streep. We want to make sure that you <laughs> co-signed Wait, it. You guys want to hear something funny, though, Lauren? Once I was Googling how many IMDb credits I had, and I was like, oh, I because I, I, I saw it, and it was like 96 credits. And then I looked up Meryl Streep, and she is like in the 60s. And I'm like, oh, I have yeah. more credit, but that's not a good thing. That's well, not she a brag. Wasn't, she wasn't... <laughs> She's just been in like, she does like two hits a year. I do like 40 she bad She just has things. amazing classics. <laughs> well, well, she wasn't in that 70s house, right? She did not. What's that? that was, that was, I mean, she. That one was me. Honestly, she would have been a bad choice for that. And Lauren, that's what I wanted to bring loop you in on is uh, as far as being a comedic actress and improviser, you wipe the fucking floor with Meryl Streep. <laughs> and I just wanted to talk about that. Why are we talking about Meryl Streep? I'm Street? so glad this came up. Well, it came up because <sighs> you were in the number one movie on Netflix, and we and we misdirected our audience and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, Meryl Streep," and <laughs> oh, then really? and then and then it became a situation where we're like, "Actually, our guest is funnier than her." So anyway, we're so glad you're here. Wow, that's so nice. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the show. I listen all the time. Oh, that's amazing. Love it. Yeah. Wait, do you you don't have to put this on on air? But when you podcast, are you like remote by yourself here? Um, yeah, I mean, nowadays that's amazing. I, am, yeah. I know it's really hard having a little baby right now because people don't treat us like citizens. What do you mean? Everyone's like, just come over. What were you? Are you vaxxed? Are you boosted? <laughs> just come on inside. I know. Even tonight, Moshe was having dinner with friends. He wants to bring the kid. I'm like, are they going to test? And he's like, what? Are you want them to test? Do you have a test? <laughs> There's so much wrong with what you're saying right now, <laughs> Natasha. They weren't my friends. It was my mother and my brother. I was trying to conceal <laughs> it. And then also, you hit Lauren up and said, do you want to come and do this podcast it's in outside. person? No, no, no. It's outside, Moshe. No, no, that was, she explained how it was safe. Hello. And I, and I firmly agree with you. That's as good as it possibly can get to be outside and spaced apart, you know, yeah. outside. But I'm just saying like, even Fauci's like, yeah, if you're not vaccinated, you're going to die. And it's like, well, kids, people who have kids under five, it's like, that's a very harrowing thing to say is like, you know, our main guidance. I agree. I've no one's including that information when they say what you can do. Like, yeah, it's like, well, if you're vaxxed, you can go do whatever you want. And I'm like, 
then what happens when I bring COVID home to my baby? <laughs> um, and congratulations. I, when I saw you that you had a baby, I was, I don't know. I just, I thought maybe you were someone who might want to skip it for some reason. No way. Oh, no. How, how have you found your experience? What's, go, what's going on over there? What's the uh, biggest challenge? Um, well, I'm loving it. Honestly, I'm like really happy. Um, I was working towards this for a long time, so I'm very happy. Um, and, uh, what's the biggest challenge I think is like not being able to have people come over easily because I I just love having friends over and like, that's been really hard. So, and I would love to be able to have her meet more people. One thing you could do if you wanted her to meet us is we have this outdoor area of our <laughs> podcasting space and you could just put her in like a manger in like sort of on our cold porch and we could kind of wave from here if you'd ever be comfortable with that. Wait, she's two? She's six months. Oh, you want her to meet more people? I mean, you could like stay <laughs> well, home I mean, for I three wish years. I could, like, You're just bored. You want I your just, friends. I'm just sad. Yes, I want to meet more people. <laughs> no, you know what? I have to say my one of my favorite times in my life since I've been married and had a child, because there were a lot of them before that. Okay. But <laughs> but is is when I had the baby, I had this like really big kimono that I would wear every day for like must have been eight months. And then like a different person would come over. Like my schedule was like Monday, this girl's coming over Wednesday, my friend's coming over. And it was like it was like this like open house and people just kept coming and bringing me things and meeting her. And God, it was such a fun time. Yeah. It's kind of sorry. Yeah, that's what you're missing. I feel sad to miss that. I didn't know that was a thing, though. Mine just kind of happened. And I've never done that for anyone since. And I should have because it made me feel so good. Like my friend Marilyn brought me like stew. And like my friend Beth brought me like the little all her kids hand me down. You are deeply rubbing salt in Lauren's wounds right now. Because I didn't come (laughs) (laughs) up. Because she's trapped in this dollhouse podcast studio. (laughs) (laughs) No, but honestly, Lauren, it was like people who are the same amount of friends as us were like just coming over. Like I, I, I hadn't even even like yeah. talk to these people in a couple of years. It was like, that just what is what happens, but maybe you can have like a little homecoming or actually I think may may feels good. Yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, this summer it's going to be a little bit better and we can just do some normal shit, but you know, I don't, it's fine. If it doesn't happen, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Well, if this uh, makes you feel, feel like it's fine, if this makes you feel any better, like try to feel happy that you do have a six month old because, you know, maybe when she's like more cognizant and is going to have actual memories, like all of this will just be a thing of the past. Like our daughter said to me the other day, yeah. oh, I told you this. She she's I, well, I I didn't tell Moshe. She said um, I told her she had to wear an N95 mask to preschool. And she was like, Mommy, when the coronavirus is over, can I wear any mask? <laughs> And I just think that's so sweet. You think it's sweet? <laughs> well, we are such in a liberal bubble. Like, like well, I mean, it's sad. <laughs> it's sad because it's horrible that we have all the kids have to deal with this. But like she's seeing it as like this is the temporary part is this kind of mask that I don't really like as much. Like when I can wear my cuter mask, <laughs> that'll be better. And so that's just a positive spin. Well, you know, we have our kid not wearing N95 masks, but those rather those large um, painter masks with the gigantic filters <laughs> for like biohazard and yeah. stuff like that. So it's a little yeah. different. She is having a hard time breathing. I don't know. <laughs> I got to say she wears her mask sometimes from 830 to like 5 p.m. and does not complain. Aww. So I don't think it really bothers them that much. Yeah. The kids don't really seem to care about the masks. That's what I've picked up on, at least. The kids that I know are not, they're not really complaining about that. The parents of the kids in states without mask mandates well, are really mad. Yeah. No, well, yeah. it's it's funny. What Natasha's saying is so right. Like six months old is such a, she's 
tr- totally not going to remember any of this. Like I was thinking today, I'm writing this book uh, and I'm writing about my uh, the different culture subcultures I've been a part of. And one of them was the rave scene. And it's such a huge part of my identity as a teenager. And I started realizing the timeline was I went to raves for like uh, like five years. And it's a gigantic part of my identity. And I was thinking about three years getting taken away from teenagers. Like my age, I was like 16 to like 21 or something. Like you take three years away from people where they're just sitting inside doing nothing. With their parents who they're already trying to get away from. Six months is dope. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I do think high schoolers who I feel the worst for in many ways because of that, like you just don't get all those life experiences of like making out with someone and like smoking weed in a car, like all the things that are like fun. Although it is kind of cool. Cause like when you're young, you have kind of a death wish and making out with someone at this point could literally kill you. So there's something kind of cool and edgy about it if they do it. I mean, can you even imagine your, like our moms, I don't know what happened to your mom, but our moms were like stay at home mom, or like not stay at home moms, uh, working mothers. Like what would have happened if there was like COVID and like we had to be home and not in high school and our parents like would just be, we were all home together. Like I would have run away from home. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> just, no, that would have been really stressful. It just sounds really, anyway, I'm glad we have and depressing babies that are flourishing. Yeah. And, uh, Me too. okay. Lauren, right now you have to decide you have a son or a daughter or or neither? It's a daughter. Okay, it's yeah. a daughter. <laughs> you got to decide right now what your daughter is going to be. It's your choice. You have to decide now. What are you choosing? Comedian. Okay, that's a great are call. You, are you serious? <laughs> no, I don't want that. Oh, okay. I know if she was that. Well, I no, I'm totally kidding, but. I, uh, but I do think I've had little daydreams where I'm like, what if she ended up being interested in that? And then we perform together. I'm like, that's kind of cute. That's cute. But what happens when she eclipses your career? You're going to be so jealous and so not into it. You know, I you think that'll be a dark no. time. Yeah. <laughs> you would love it if your child eclipsed you, I think. No, that's everyone's dream. Is yeah. for their child to be more successful than them. I guess that's true. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about comedy today. Like my career, if I had told myself when I was young what I would be doing, I would have been like, oh my God, I, I, I decided to do something unbelievably amazing and interesting and exciting and that's so cool. But now when I think about my kid joining comedy, I'm like, that's the last, or anything Hollywood related, I'm like the last fucking thing on earth I would ever want her to do. It's like being inside of it makes you go, no. And I think it's so different when you're not from here and like that's your dream and then you move here and do it it's like you've achieved something special but if you grew up here and your parents are in it it's kind of like oh it's all you knew like it's just a totally different perspective on it i just wanted to be like chris and stewart you know her father's a stage <laughs> manager and she and she makes it big Okay, well, I don't want my daughter to be an actress. Okay. <laughs> like her to be an environmental scientist. She has been telling us she's a geologist. Oh. She's decided that she's a geologist. But the chances that she is going to be good at math or science seem very low. Why? Well, cuz I have cheated a rock in collection. Ma- she kind of does. Honestly, she likes I think she likes calling herself a geologist more than she really likes uh, rocks. The funny thing is she's actually pretty stressed out about what she's going to be. She told me today at lunch, she's like, mom, I don't know. I keep changing what I want to be when I grow up. (laughs) 
And she was like, tell me all the things Aww. I can do. And she's like, she's really into like picking what, and so I was explaining what the arts were. And that made me feel kind of happy today because I was like thinking of the arts and, and I was like, yeah, it's really hard to make a career in the arts. And I was explaining all the different arts. And then I was thinking like, oh, I've made a career in the arts. That's like, you know, that's like a specific thing. So I was trying to explain to her all the things. And then she's like, mom, why is everything how it is? And then she started asking me how babies were made and she's four. And I was just like, I got to go. I was like, okay, it's time oh for God. your nap. Lauren, did you always want to be uh, a comedian actor person? Was that always the dream? Um, from like, I would say like fourth grade, that's when I started wanting to do that. But I think uh, before that I wanted to be a vet and I wanted to be a writer. Um, those were I used to read a lot of stories in elementary school that were pretty good. You wrote stories? Yeah, I, I definitely just like copied Babysitter's Club. Like it was just like <laughs> the three friends. And then they would do different adventures. And there was always some sort of hijinks happening. And I liked to write like long little stories. Do you have them? Do you have any? Yeah, I do. Um, actually, I was in this theater company called the Story Pirates where they perform stories written by kids. And it's a really cute um, theater company. And they have a podcast if anyone out there has kids and they want to listen to that kind of thing. But I had a going away party when I left New York and my friends performed my story as like a story pirate story. And they acted out one of the stories that I wrote as a kid. And it was really Aww. cute. And um, it, they, the fun thing with that show is like they kind of point out all the like silly like things that don't make sense about what the kid wrote I mean it's always very like loving and fun but um in my story like they took a boat from New York to California you know it's all just like you can do that it's possible no yes you can you go south to Panama you cross through the canal and you come back up the west coast it's a bit out of the way yeah <laughs> can you really do that yeah you can do that okay I, uh, my childhood, um, I did the same thing as you, Lauren. I used to write uh, funny stories for the class where I would like roast the students and everybody loved it and I would perform them in front of the class. And that got me to writing. The, the fourth grade teacher asked me and the one straight A student to co-write our school play in fourth grade. It was called Westward Ho. Wow. Speaking of going from New York to California, it was called Westward Ho and it was about... <laughs> Uh, a, a pioneer journey to the West. And I was also cast as the lead in that play. And Ooh. then, and then I was, I was such a class clown and so obnoxious that one day he fired me for being out of out of place in line as the lead. <laughs> and I got, uh, instead I was native American number three. And you wrote this thing. I was the, I was the, I was the screenwriter and I went from the lead to native American number three. And my only lines was, we are friends. We are here to help you here. Have these berries. That's what he told you, but maybe it was your acting that kind of got you demoted. <laughs> it could be. He's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, what, did you deliver it like that? <laughs> well, I delivered Native American number three like that because I was upset that I'd been bumped. I mean, my when I was the lead, I was really, I was, it was scintillating. But I, but you know what? It's okay because I, that's how I became a TV writer because I used to write that kind of crisp dialogue, that Sorkin-esque dialogue. Like, we are friends. We're here to help you here have these berries. Like, that is such genius that I knew <laughs> that I would make a career writing scripts. Well, congratulations, Moshe. And congratulations, Lauren, on everything everything good happening in your life, we your did baby. It. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> um, so do you want to take some calls since you have such a perfect life? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Heck yeah, let's do it. 
I feel like you have good advice. I can already tell you can help some of these people. We'll see. But I I love how you guys just talk to people. I find that that's a very bold podcast move to just talk to people. Just call in and see what happens. Um, Okay. Well, Well, I mean, what what we lack in um, impromptu character work like you do, (laughs) we make up for in content coming to us. So yeah, we just I do less. <laughs> okay, well, let's see if we can help Emily in Salem, Massachusetts. She's a witch. Hi, Emily. Hi. Hi. How are Hi. you? I'm good. It's um, it's late here. So can, can I ask you a question before we get started and before we introduce our illustrious guest? How? much psychological trauma is there for the female community of Salem, Massachusetts <laughs> vis-a-vis the witch trials? Is it still uh, ambient and in the air? Yeah, are there like under like undercurrents of it? Does yeah, it- like when you do something gothy, um, do you worry that some, there's going to be a backlash? No, I mean, people come here expecting there to be more of that. But I mean, the history is so terrible and should not be celebrated in any way. So I'm very against it. Uh, a lot of other folks who live here and have grown up here, you know. Got it. Bad, bad opening be. question. I get it. You have a hacky opening question and you don't think it's funny to torture random people and throw them in the river. Okay, let's get this uh, podcast okay, so started. Yeah, murder, not it's cool. Me, Natasha, Moshe, and our friend Lauren Lapkus is on the line. Hi. Hello, hello. So what's up? How can we help? Nervous to be here. Oh, well, look, I made a fool of myself within the first 30 seconds of talking to you. You know, I felt chastised and I feel uh, (laughs) I've learned my lesson. And if that makes maybe the tension go down. I should have been more prepared for that question. Because some dork was going to be talking to you about it, as they always do (laughs) when they find out where you're from. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So I wrote in because um, over the past like two to three years of dating, I have realized a pattern that I have that I really want to break, but I can't figure out what the cause of it is. And today I was just putting together my data and realized that there have been six men that I've been involved with who have each either had a panic attack in bed with me or <laughs> before the date or after sex. Six? And I don't know why. Six? Yeah, six. I thought it was, when I wrote in, I said three, and then I went through my brain and there are six. And what does that look like for <laughs> them? Because I've never seen that. They're, I think they, they look different for, for all sorts of people. They've looked different for each of these men, but can you tell <laughs> I've us? all been kind of around the same thing. So mostly it has to do with like them being so insecure about their sexual performance. Um, so like a, a couple of times it's been like, oh, they haven't had sex in a while and then like they can't like maintain an erection and they're like this has never happened to me before and then sometimes I, they cry i never heard sometimes that uh, sometimes I'm, I'm finding out that that happens to men for the first time right now as you say it so that's shocking <laughs> to me 
Wait, sometimes they cry. Sometimes, is it like like heavy breathing? I imagine it like, <gasps> like that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. Very sensitive, Natasha, yeah. I, I've never, I've, I haven't There's had There's been some sobbing before. The last one, it didn't happen in front of me. It happened, he admitted, before he came over, he had a panic attack and still was like, all right, I'm going to go through with it. And then. I wonder if it's regional. I don't know. Like the men the in men this in town. The men in Salem? Well, I think it's that, but also like maybe the men that I'm. Of course, of course. Have drawn you... to or who I draw in. Like, are they extremely sensitive or self-conscious? Like, is there some sort of trait with connecting them? So I also broke down their traits in the list that I made today. <laughs> To try to contextualize. It's really smart that you're doing this, I think. <laughs> well, because you're like, you're you're trying to not have it happen again. Yeah. I really don't want it to happen again. Um, so to give some context, I'm a musician and I'm in a band. And Wait, I'm sorry. Can you hold on one second? My kid's screaming. Emily, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. Okay. We have some data to deal with as well. Our child just started screaming. Yeah, yeah. Now we can all get to know each other and break the ice a little bit. Um, Lauren, what are you thinking of Emily so far? I think she seems really cool. Um, I feel like I'm just wondering what's wrong with these guys. I, that's where I'm at. I'm, I don't think it's a you problem right off the bat. I hope not, but it seems like it is. Is it possible? Yeah, it might be a you problem. Maybe, and I'm just going to throw this out there. What if it's witchcraft? Like just, it's something for you to think about. Just as I a will Salem. say that crossed my mind <laughs> that maybe there was some sort of vibe in the Salem air that was causing yeah. this. But, right. But then it would be happening with all of my friends too and... <laughs> It I'm is. the only one. Yeah, what is the, what is, I, I want to wait for Natasha to get this data because I am curious. It does seem like this just, just so clearly the men that you're attracting are, you know, for whatever reason, there are these sensitive types or these insecure types that aren't, that. but the panic attack is such a specific kind of insecurity. It's not just I'm generally sexually... Uh, not confident it's i'm so not confident i'm going to literally have a physiological attack as a result of it yeah it always seems very extreme and each time it happens i'm like like the last time i was like oh don't worry this has happened before and <laughs> they're just like what really and it's just uh, i don't know so where'd you guys get well we haven't gotten to the data points yet okay. of what these guys are like and their similarities so what do we got yeah. Yeah. Let's hear about that. I mean, okay, so I feel like I already know. I already know. They're art students and they're like kind of emo that, you know, and they have the kind of tight pants and they have like angular haircuts and stuff like that. Clothes. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> I could feel it. Um, so I am a musician. I'm in a band and most of the men that I meet are other musicians and people mm. in that community. I also skate. So skaters are part of the data as mm. well um oh my god you're like bringing me back to like when i dated musicians i i have seen a panic attack it's from one of them really yes like they're so emotional they don't know how to like like they don't know how to articulate their feelings and i think that maybe like the emotions yeah. maybe build up and they have no outlet for it and they're very insecure. Well, yeah. This is very generalized, but I think a lot of musicians are really insecure. But keep going. No, it's true. It's either they're insecure or there's also been. Maybe it's what makes them so so good at expressing human emotion. Like, I think they have to be kind of raw yeah. emotionally. Yeah. 
Well, so three of them have had the same, like a, like a sub pattern where I was the first person that they hooked up with after like a six or seven year relationship, Mm. which I didn't seek that out either. And don't know why like that very specific thing was also happening. Um, And I can't explain that, but they were also all musicians. Yeah. It's just these like sad musicians who can't get over their (laughs) ex-girlfriends and are trying to get over them with me. But then it just turns into a mess. What kind of yeah, music do you play? Know. Um, kind of like I guess cool it would music be in a punk. 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 Yeah. Got but, it. But you know. I, I no, dude, I hate I hate the system. And how do you meet them? Like, do you meet them <laughs> in like real life? Have you met these guys in real life or what were the people you met online and then you met up and that's just what happened? Like were they friends of yours or people in your community? Mostly, yeah, like friends of friends, people in my community, a couple of them met online, but like I also had mutual friends with those people. So it's like they were still in that community. Yeah. Have you dated people outside of the music world much? Or I mean, I know as a comedian, I feel like it's really easy to just keep dating people within that scene. So I understand if that hasn't happened, but I'm curious if you've gone out with anyone who's not. (sighs) Yeah, well. So I tried to break my pattern on this weekend and like went and hooked up with uh, just some young dude who has nothing to do with music or anything in that community. We don't have any mutual friends. And Heart attack. This guy dropped dead. <laughs> I was going to say cr- he was having an exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> Bleeding from the yeah, eye. It was like, bile. <laughs> it was fun, but like, I don't want to date him. I don't want to see him again because yeah. we have nothing in common. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that you are probably in a pattern that is subconscious to you. I mean, I think that's obvious, but that, mm-hmm. but that you are, you're in a, you're in a loop where you're attracting the same guy over and over again. Cause I, I kind of don't, yeah. I mean, Lauren said she dates in the, she has dated in the comedy community. That'll be my first suggestion. Find a comedian because comedians are what? so, yeah, comedians are just so outwardly narcissistic at, that, that it's never going to be internal collapse. It's always going to be them being inconsiderate. And that's kind of like a little bit what like to break out or find yourself like a massachusetts like chowderhead like one of those thick boys that like looks like they do lobster collection or whatever like just some meathead yeah find somebody like that and and i sort of feel like if you dated enough people that weren't in this pattern that eventually you would whatever this subconscious thing is it's attracting you to these like broken little birds of men would have would start to slowly write itself is that really what you think just just like go crazy dating outside and then it'll slowly come i mean because that's interesting because i have a friend i was just talking to today her type is totally different it's all like you know super hot dudes with abs that treat her like shit but she's on her like 12th one and she's always like oh what am i doing and she's gorgeous and it's like what am i doing wrong what am i doing wrong and it's like obviously like everyone looks the same but like what is even though it's like a physical thing it's like emotionally too you can be drawn to the same thing over and over and it's like yeah but i mean i don't know what the answer is do you really think it is moshe just date like crazily dating like i wouldn't want to date a man who 
a chowder man fishing off of a pier for for like his uh, for fun well look you're an artist well lauren i'm curious what you what you think as well well yeah i'm really curious if um after this happens with like like one of was there one guy where you were like did you keep dating much after this experience with these guys or did it kind of fizzle out right after that? Like, did I go on multiple Like after the panic attack kind of thing where you kind of like, let's keep going or was it more like, yeah, well, each of them, like I've given them another chance just to be like, maybe it was just like first time jitters or whatever, but then it like happens again. And then it fizzles out after that typically. Yeah. Um, but I mean, a couple, well, one of them turned into a longer relationship where he kind of got over it, but then it like came up again. So I, I feel like it feels like a red flag. So I do, I understand like mm-hmm. not wanting to keep going. Um, and I think that probably the, like in a good way, I think that's, it might be a good thing because I've definitely ignored red flags in different ways. And then you look back and you're like, oh yeah, that was fucking weird. And I feel like it's not to be dismissive of the fact that they're having an emotional issue because that can be from so many different things. And I assume that what each of those guys is experiencing is not the same as what the other ones were experiencing. Mm -hmm. But it's, I feel like if you're having, if it's not easy from the beginning, it's probably not ever going to be easy or fun and it's never going to feel like good. Um, from what I understand about relationships. So I feel like, uh, you got maybe dating someone who is a totally different energy and trying to just like, if you, if you like them, like if there's somebody where you're like, I have like a bit of a vibe with going out with them for like a few weeks, like pushing it a little further than you might. And just seeing where it goes, because I don't know, getting like burned like that over and over that would be really disheartening but it's so hard because imagine she's at the bar or wherever you go meet guys you're 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 at a show you got a gig and then you start talking to this like cute boy it's like that's your type like how do you go against type it's so hard see this is where i i think you ready for the tough love emily (laughs) this is this yeah this is my the, the reality is in my opinion like, yes, you like Im- indie emo looking boys and skater boys, but in reality, most <laughs> indie emo shoegazy skater boys don't have panic attacks in dating situations. So there's some. Is that true? Of course it's true. I mean, what most of you think every skater does an ollie and starts crying the minute he ejaculates? Like, for sure, most of those guys are confident enough to not have a collapse every time they're in a romantic situation. So there's something about you, Emily, that when you're scanning a room, you're looking for the person for who, that is broken. You don't know it. But you, you think at six <laughs> times in, it's like, of course, like at this at six times in, it's like there's yeah, like what about what about like having a friend set you up? Oh, I love that, Lauren, who's your type, who they yeah. know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. awesome I mean, advice. if they had any friends, I mean, she lives in a small like, community, that were, I think. But they yeah, used to describe it. That's in, true. They used to describe it in AA as having a broken picker. <laughs> right like your picker is broken like you're you're you're, yeah, you're honing that's in what my friends have said yeah you're like honing in on guys whose energy is saying like uh you know like mama 
that's kind of their energy, right? And mm-hmm. you don't even know it. So yeah. like, so how do you break out of that pattern? Because you're right. Like dating, both of you are right. Like it's a red flag. You got to get out of it. It's not, it's not a good, but how do you take how a step? How do you step, do it? How do you take a step back and stop the pattern from happening? And I think Lauren's suggestion of somehow breaking the cycle of how you're meeting these people is probably a really good start because mm-hmm. you can reset kind of how you're picking. Can I ask sure. um, if like when you've had sex with these guys, had you hooked up not having sex leading up to that and it was like chill or was it like you have sex kind of quickly in the situation? Um, yeah, sex. She's along punk. with everything else. Lauren, so, she's like a meaning, punk rocker. Yeah, so I, I feel like what she about doesn't play by your rules. Wait, she doesn't play by your rules. She's punk rock. There's no chastity yeah, in know, punk. She's not this in the pirate core. storyteller <laughs> improv group. I know. I'm, I'm just a little sweetie. Um, but what, what about like, like taking it slow because then you just kind of see and then they can kind of, you know, that's a good idea in a good way for themselves exactly. and be like, oh, it's even making out with her was too crazy because I'm still in love with fucking whoever, you know, I don't know. I love yeah. that. Can, no, because because it's something you can control. You know, that is one thing you can control is like can, not, not giving up your pussy. And I'm not saying like waiting months and months. It's just like, you know, going out a few times. Right. And- before you before you undo the knee high Doc Martens and rip open the the. <laughs> The, uh, the, bro- the the rip stockings, you know, you got out. These are punk, fun punk jokes. Fun, from, from, you also liked the the stereotype <laughs> of where she's from. Yeah, too. yeah. I go to the lowest hanging fruit available. That's sort of my thing. I have a question, a real question for you, Emily. Uh, are you actually sh- like, is this all coming like out of nowhere when these guys freak out? Are you like you until this moment? I could have sworn you were this super confident man that was going to just like ravage me and just be or are you a little bit like oh yeah i could have seen this coming with these guys probably could have seen it coming so what is but it i think yeah i think it is like i'm drawn to more like shy guys i guess but again emily most shy guys don't have panic attacks in bed i just that just isn't i don't know shy guys though that's cute because i never really liked that type but i could see that they would be kind of like emotional like that you don't see that much. You're not a shy guy. I think we're on to something with what Lauren's saying. I think that like having a lot more communication with these people in the very early stages mm. of your dating mm-hmm. to suss out whether or not these people are mm-hmm. going to start weeping the moment that they ejaculate is yeah. like that's what you that's the way that's out of the can, pattern. Exactly. And it's like even if it's not your style, like you have to do that for you. You know, because it's like he might not even be it. He could do something. You could. Here's how one thing could go. You could meet a guy, fuck him that night and then have this super like annoying thing. Uh, you know, you feel all weird. Or what if you like go on three dates with him and by the third date you're like, oh, I cannot stand this person. Like, wouldn't you be yeah, s- like or he said something like so rude, right. or, like, whatever. Like I have a friend who's back in the dating scene and she's like going on these dates and I'm hearing about it, which I, I find fascinating because it's, I haven't had that experience where they're like dating around and like th- it just hearing the fucking stuff that people say on a first like couple dates. Tell us like there can be someone who seems like someone who seems like really cool. Like you have a good time or it's like really easy. And then they say something like, I mean, there, I mean, there was one guy who said something basically racist. Like, I mean, it's just, it's like they're at dinner us, and he's like, it's actually not hard <laughs> for us. black people to get an opportunity. 
you know, like saying something like, and there she's like, yes, it, it, you know, just, and then she has to have a fight with this guy. And then it's like, Ugh. okay. You know, and then she's like, thank God I didn't have sex with that person. And I don't have to see him ever again. And I don't want to ever talk to that Right. Person. Thank God so, you don't have that exact interaction the moment after you guys are done having sex. <laughs> it's possible. Right. It's totally possible. Here's what I'm thinking, Emily. I haven't, I'm having a thought. There okay. is, there are shy, artsy, emo men out I, I, I don't mean to paint you as emo but you know what i'm saying there are shy are there are men that are yeah. your type that are also confident and secure and super into you I and, don't know and I, I do know i do know there's so many men in the world and i know that there are men out there that are shy and artsy and just what you like but are confident and can and you know aren't going to panic and conflate sex with some kind of trauma and that's who you deserve you deserve that guy you don't deserve the guy that's like crying over his ex like there's something that keeps you going back yeah. to that guy but there's like so many guys out there that are everything you want, but with the confidence that you deserve. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, and I agree, but yeah, where are they? <laughs> well, I think it's also important. Yeah. Maybe move out of that city that you're in, but you know, I, I think that if you're stuck on staying in a smaller community, you're going to have to make it work a little bit. Right. You know, it's a little more challenging, but I do think that figuring out what the non-negotiables are for you, you know, like, I don't think like, is, is shy and non-negotiable? No, you know, but like emotionally stable is. And so it's like really thinking out like, what are the things that you like definitely need to have? What are things that would be nice? Artist, musician, skater, whatever those things are. But I do think that if you can really hone in on that and don't try to get so hung up on six people had like emotional breakdowns, but like emotionally stable and then do what Lauren said, which is like kind of get to know them to be like, just because of this past, you know, it's not that you're a prude or anything, you know, it's just like, there's no, you, there's really no downside to waiting to have sex. Is there? Oh uh, yeah. You get really horny and you can explode. <laughs> that can happen. And that has happened. I mean, like maybe it's a little less exciting right off the bat. If that's like what you typically find to be mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. a fun way to go out. But, um, I feel like that would be safer just for your own experiences. But I think my fear is always that like, it's just going to prolong this bad thing from happening. I mean, like you're just like, oh, I'll have invested more time and then mm -hmm. it happens again. Yeah, exactly. Even still, like we're talking about like going on a couple dates or something or like yeah. hanging out a couple times. Like it doesn't have to be anything super serious, but just getting that feeling. And maybe that would even be making it more comfortable for them too, where they start to feel more at ease. Like the pressure isn't mm -hmm. on in that same way of like, Oh, I got to be, you know, good at sex tonight right now. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm, I think that's a good idea. And yeah, I'm coming back to uh, to my my main thought here. And I we do, I, we, we should no let you go because I know it's Wait, late. But, I have I have a yeah, thought. But um, the and because I think that Natasha and Lauren are right, like breaking this pattern and finding these like sort of these are almost like cognitive behavioral ways of changing your pattern. Like, okay, what I usually do is we go, we go to a bar, we get drunk, we sleep together and then I figure out who they are. But okay. So if I want to figure out who they are before I sleep with them, maybe I wait a little bit, not even on a, like, this is the morally right thing to do, but actually this is the most practically wise thing for me to do. But what's up? Go ahead. Go ahead. The other thing that is 
I, just keeps coming up for me is the thing that these six men have in common is not that they're emo it's or that they're that they're artists it's that they, it's that they dated you and so you're the center of these of this thing you're the, you're the person that is you are and i don't mean to be harsh here you are actually the person that is setting this cycle in motion not them they're just individual like mm-hmm. basket cases having you know panic attacks after the sex but you're the one that's like luring the you've got like a little fishing line out to like any any damaged boys out there come this way so like also doing while you start doing these practical solutions of like dating, waiting a little bit, getting to them, blah, blah, blah. Also really doing some some work on yourself to figure out like why is it that I think that I deserve to date guys who are like this? What is it about me and how can I change that pattern? You change yourself. Yeah. You know, say it's an inside job. You change yourself, you find that the tr- world changes around you. And I would add to that, it's, it's maybe not about changing yourself as much as like imagining yourself in a healthy fulfilling relationship and what does that look like to you and I think that like you kind of have this negative attitude which Mm -hmm. is very easy to have which I have about so many things which is like oh well then I'll just wait to have sex and then it'll be the same thing and it's just kind of like the same thing over and over and it's like it's very hard to break out of a cycle, like a thought cycle like that. But you know what? You deserve it. You yeah. know how to hang a picture. That's so cool. You hung your picture on that corner like that. Like, <laughs> you're cool. Like, you know, it's like, think of the people. The corner. Think of the people you know who are in healthy relationships. And, and, and so it's like sometimes good if you can see those modeled. I don't know how many healthy relationships you've seen modeled. But like, even if it's a friend or someone, you know, it, Maybe it's Harry and Megan. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what they've got going on. Honestly, model your life a little bit more after the ex royals. I don't. I don't know what people like. What people model her. I mean, because I never had a healthy relationship modeler. But um, I think you just need to be able to see yourself there. Mm. And and I think that mm-hmm. it's like yeah, like what you're saying, Moshe. It's not necessarily them. Lauren, f- closing thoughts. I would say don't assume this is going to happen to you ever again. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, this probably won't happen to you again. And if you let try to like let that go, no, really, because I it's like it's random, actually. Like it, it has happened, but like it doesn't have to happen again. And and maybe if you try to move on from that in your head, that would also stop it from happening again because you're not gonna bring the energy of like, oh, what's he gonna do now? Mm-hmm. You know, like something like maybe there's some tension happening because like you're expecting something. So if you just kind of go, that is completely random. This person doesn't know those people. There's no reason for this to happen again. Like maybe it can clear the air on that. That's that's great, Lauren. Yeah. There's this uh, there's this statistics experiment that people do in like statistics classrooms, which is that they'll give the pairs of students um, a coin, and they'll say to the pairs of students, flip the coin thirty times, write down the results, and tell us um, tell us what. Uh, what the results are and then one of the teams will be told to make up the results right and the way like to do fake results and the way that and they can it's like a game that these statistics teachers play because they can always tell who is the faker because the faker um the faker it's too random it's too it's just like heads tails heads tails heads tails the real ones always have bizarre patterns of sameness of like heads 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 and because in reality statistically you have the same amount of possibility of having like a crazy pattern as of having random results to a coin toss. So in reality, Lauren might be right. It might just be that this happened to you 
the last six guys you dated and it's totally random because every guy you date there's a new possibility that they're going to be a fucking weirdo and not that people with panic attacks are fucking weirdos uh but so it's like she, she, she's right also don't get locked into this pattern of now thinking it will be it will happen to me i think that's really wise lauren thank you all right well good luck emily yeah hopefully that thank was useful so good that night good luck wise. yeah thank it's you it's gonna go better hope so thank you <laughs> okay bye oh my god i just had a thought of me with a boyfriend having a panic attack i would be so bad <laughs> i would just be like the least uh, compassionate totally i would just be like please you're be getting like, stop snot on my sheets like please stop. I, I remember once i was in aspen performing comedy and i started to hyperventilate like i lost i lost oxygen i was like literally you know they say like they have oxygen off stage in aspen actually in case you have a like a an oxygen event and i did i couldn't finish i'm a fast talker on stage always i couldn't get through my joke and i was about to pass out and the person that was hosting it was a show where somebody was on stage live with you like make sort of riffing with you uh with your stand-up and it was michael ian black and I was like, this is the worst person on earth to like have a like physical like ailment and look over and like Michael Ian Black is like just all he wants to do is make fun of you. That would be like you with a panic attack lover. Yeah, he's not going to help. Yeah, that would not be good. Um, well, I hope she can break out of it. I know. She definitely didn't have the vibe at the end of the call. Like, that was awesome, guys. Thanks. <laughs> no, she was like, it's going to happen again. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, thanks for telling me I'm the center of the pattern. And... <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, she's not though. I mean, she's just like I. I get it. I like those kind of boys too. But honestly, the real practical stuff is like just date a different type of guy. But you just have to make yourself like the thing. And is, also, she might be being too sweet to them and too mothering. No, that's what I'm. That's what I forgot to tell her. Don't be so mothering to these guys because I'm like that too. And then you might be like, maybe be a little more like ditzy. But no, like, ditzy. Yeah, because you want a guy who's like, <laughs> no, check it out. You want a guy who's like dominant. You know, so you're like, ah, ha, 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 and you just act all like it's terrible <laughs> advice, Natasha. <laughs> just act a little dumber. <laughs> just change your personality. <laughs> I'm just saying to but, shake it up no, a bit. No, but you're on to something. That I think that person is looking for people to heal. And like when you try, probably sub, yeah. subconsciously, when you're looking for people to heal, you're going to get people that aren't healed and they're sick. I mean, that's that's how that works. Well, you, well, she really needs to not date a person who just came out of a long relationship next. Yeah. It needs to be, but it also, I would say it doesn't sound like she's dating any of them. It sounds like she meets them one time and then they have sex and the person's like, I haven't fucked anyone in a long time. <laughs> and then they have like a whole thing. And then it's like too much. Oh my God. That would be so annoying. Like you're already on the fence about fucking this guy. And then he's just like telling you that. And then he's smoking I, it, in your it, house. I, it's so. annoying. It's hard too, because it almost implies that they're taking it like so seriously right. and she's trying to just like hook up right. and he's like, this actually means a lot. And it's like <laughs> way too much. Like well, the easy way to understand that, that her pattern is, is to take the panic attack makes you have so much empathy for these men that it's hard to see it. Yeah. So if you took out the panic attack and you just put in your example, like, someone's saying something incredibly racist, <laughs> right? It's like six guys, yeah, right. six guys in a row I've gone out with that have dropped something really racist in the, and, right? <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, you're, you seem to be attracting racists. Like perhaps the problem lies with your picker anyway. I know, but it's so hard to say it's, oh, you, it's you. I know. Cause it's, it's I, how, 
it's such a weird thing that's happening. Totally. I did. And I hope I, yeah, that, I definitely wasn't trying to imply like you're to blame. It's more like there's something about these, the energy of these boys that is making you go, Oh, come here. It has to be, or am I wrong? Maybe I'm off. Maybe I'm off base with that. Do you think I'm off base with that? I think it could just be the community or like the type of people. I don't know anything about musicians, dating musicians or anything, but like this, the type of people that she is attracted to specifically their level of like uh, emotionality or something. But I, I think you can't say it's her doing it because it's like, it's still them at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, it's still like the guy is just having this experience, but I feel like a panic attack is so much more random than saying something racist, which is like you, you know, I mean, that's a totally different thing in my mind that like, this is an emotional, physical reaction to something that's happening. So that just seems random to me. It seems, it seems like it's like not something she's doing. I mean, you know, there's also like the question of like, how are these interactions going down? I mean, I, maybe there's something uncomfortable about how that's happening or something. I don't know. Ooh, I hope I wasn't accidentally a jerk to that person. No, but- you weren't. No, no. I think my assumption was that she called in thinking that that's what it was. And then you, you're saying that and she's going, yeah. I mean, I don't think she was offended by that. It's, I think that was her thought. Oh, I wasn't a jerk. I was being a fucking idiot. That's what. You know what? I'm having a bit of a panic attack right now. Honestly, this isn't going. You know what? Life is a dream. Just keep picking new people and hopefully you'll get there. That's what I think. I think it's just it's random. It's random. All right. All right. I don't think you were wrong to say that, Moshe, though. I feel like it's that's definitely a perspective. I think uh, it sounds like a perspective that you don't respect at all. And uh, (laughs) no, I'm joking. Uh, No, but I'm saying I don't, I don't, I'm saying I don't want her to feel like, no, I think you're right. Actually, she's wrong. Hearing you say it, like, I think you're right. It could, it can be overly prescriptive to say I'm so, I honestly, to get vulnerable, I'm so trained by like my AA upbringing to be like, the problem is within and look within and you'll find the, the, the solution. But I think that like, I honestly think that the, the actual answer probably, if I'm guessing, lies somewhere in the middle of both things. Like what you and Natasha were yeah. describing was a, a, a pattern breaking new behavior, whether or not it's random, try something new and you the randomness will, will probably get shaken up as well. And you know what else was interesting about this girl is was she really looking for a serious relationship? It wasn't clear. I mean, maybe... I guess you don't understand punk. I mean, maybe these like... Well, yeah, she's trying to just get some, some dick. Oh, I don't and know. And they're all crying. But I think the... I think the AA perspective though is really helpful though. Like when you were saying like, it could be something within you, like you can control yourself. And I think that's, that's helpful rather than, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with this next guy, but you can control how you react or what you bring to the situation. Totally. I think that is actually it's power is like, it's your, the solution is always at your fingertips. It's never hoping something in the external universe is going to change for you. All right. Shall we, shall we move on to, you want to do, what do you want to do? Another call? You want to do some secrets? What do you think? What do you think, Laura? I feel like I need to talk to somebody else. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> did we, did we, was that rude to her? We weren't rude to her. Were we? No, 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 no. I didn't think so okay good i think she i think what my my takeaway from that was that she felt kind of like there was nothing we could say to make her think that it wasn't well here's that's true and also she'd been she called in to make a schedule to 
do this call. I mean, not that people really call this hotline to really get to their psychological core. I mean, they're trying to have some fun. But she also spent the whole day doing data crunching <laughs> on her own. <laughs> so by the end of the day, like-, <laughs> like she knew the call was coming. So she got out like the yellow pad and was like, and by the end of the, by the time we called, it was like midnight there. She's like, listen, I'll tell you what's happening. But I 100% know every detail and know what's going on. So really, what right, can we say? It got worse because she was like really looking up on it. All, All right, right, let's do one more call. Have you ever been on a date and it's going well, but then all of a sudden they drop a huge deal breaker? Oh, yeah. You mean like they reveal the fact that they haven't wiped their ass in over a decade and that that's kind of a religious belief they have? Well, thanks to the dating app OkCupid, you may never be in that situation again. OkCupid finds people you're most compatible with. Here's how it works. The OkCupid app learns what's important to you by asking questions. And we all like having conversations with an app. But this is important because the app's one-of-a-kind algorithm then will pair you with people that care about the things that you care about, like puppies or double penetration. Or reproductive rights, Moshe. Those are connected ideas. That is true. In fact, did you know OkCupid is the only dating app in the world that lets you filter out singles that don't care about the issues you care about? From climate change to being pro-choice to LGBTQ rights. Unfortunately, they do not have an option for can you keep a secret with a married man? It's time for you to find your person. Download the dating app OkCupid today. Okay, we're going to call Nathan in Madison, Wisconsin. This guy doesn't sound deep. He probably just has a surface level problem, and it's <laughs> going to be awesome. We'll make fun of him. It'll be a great call. This is also 45 minutes from my hometown. Hmm. Where are you from, Lauren? Evanston, Illinois. Oh, so you're from around here, too. There. Madison's right yeah. next. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan. Hey, Nathan. Hi. It's You're tuned into Hello. Midwest Talk, Nathan. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Oh, I am. It's Natasha. We're talking about Illinois. Natasha and Moshe and our friend Lauren Lapkus from Evanston. Hello. Hi. What's happening? How can we help? Or can we? Um, I'm hoping you can help. Let's hear it. Um, so I'll give you the the lowdown. Um, basically, uh, a friend of mine, uh, roommate also, um, he is dating this girl. We're going to go with fake names here in case they listen. Um, so my roommate's Kevin. He's got a girlfriend, Steph. So Steph is in medical school. Okay. And she's got a friend, um, Dana. And so this is who we're going to be talking okay. about. Okay. I like that you did your, you did, you also so, did prep. Well, I like that our, he's like referencing it. He's like got it written down over here. Our last caller did prep as well. I do have it written down. Yeah. I like you got Dana. Okay. So Dana. The pressure of, of keeping the name straight. You got to write that down. <laughs> do you have a little yeah. caricatures of them like drawn and stuck up on your, on your laptop? No, no, no. I don't, I don't have that. So the roommate. Dana's in medical, uh, Steph's in med- medical school, the roommate's girlfriend. Yep. And then who's Dana? Yep. Steph's friend. She's also in medical school. Oh, okay, school. okay. She's a friend of, of Steph. Okay. And you want to fuck Dana. Yeah, okay. I mean, think we so, all know that. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Figure that out? <laughs> it was obvious, Lauren. We've been doing this a while. So I guess my question is, how do you get that doctor ass? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, all right. So. So um, I was introduced to her um, like in the middle of December, like around the 15th, 16th. And so um, we hung out in a group setting with, with uh, them and a couple other friends. Seemed to get along pretty well. Um, that was like the first introduction. 
like a week or so later, hang out in a group setting again. I'm like, okay, things are going well. We're talking, we're vibing a little bit. I like this. Then New Year's Eve comes around. Okay. She comes over. We have a couple friends over for New Year's Eve. We're hanging out. We're really starting to hit it off, I think. So the day after New Year's Day, I'm like, all right, I need her number. Talk to Kevin. I'm like, hey, you got to give me your number. So he gives me her number. We start texting. We're hitting it off. We're doing well. And then uh, uh, like two days later, all of a sudden she's like, I'm like, hey, you got any time free? I'd love to spend some time with you, get to know you better. She's like, yeah, you can come over tonight at like seven o'clock. I'm like, perfect. I'll do that. So then I go over to her place. You know, this is cliche, but we just, she's like, you want to just watch some Netflix? And I was like, yeah, let's do that. So we watched the Bo Burnham special inside because that's like her favorite special. She watched it again with you with hot Bo. Yeah, she watched it in his like underwear. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's a funny thing. When he's like screaming about being depressed, (laughs) I wouldn't say it was like hot. Natasha too has a type, Lauren. (laughs) She related to Emily a little bit more than we realized. All right, go ahead. Okay, so she invites you over to watch Bo Burnham's special, her favorite special. Yeah, Burnham and Chill. Yeah. (laughs) So we're doing that. Everything's going well. It finishes up. Um, We're just like hanging out on the couch, and she's like, You want to move it to my bedroom? I'm like, okay. of course I do. Oh, great. Let's do that. So we get there. And you're not kissing yet on around. the couch, or you are? No, no, not yet. Okay. okay. She's like, speaking of inside, that was when we got in the would you like to be inside of me? Let's move it in this direction. <laughs> okay. So there you are. Yes, exactly. Yep. So we, we get to the bed, then almost immediately start making out. We're doing all sorts of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. One thing leads to another, yada, yada, yada. It's all of a sudden 4 a.m. I got to be to work at 7 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I try to go to sleep. Don't really sleep. Drive to work. Anyway, I go to work the next day. And then I'm like, oh, this is so crazy. Like that this all happened so fast. And so I'm texting her, trying to like gauge where we're at. If this is going to be like a hookup thing. If this is going to be like a, possibly a date thing. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm in like a limbo situation where I'm not sure or what's going on here between us. And I've gotten some positive feedback in text. And so I'm just trying to see if uh, Did this just happened. Tell me or help me. If- how, how many days ago are we talking? Go ahead. How many days? Um, let's see this. This all happened maybe like 20 days ago. Have you guys hung out at all since then? We have not. But she texts that, you. Yes. And the reason is because she's in medical school. and There's a big exam coming up. Oh, okay. And she wants to focus on that. Have you read that book? Or have you heard of that book? She's just not that into you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, you broke it. It broke up right when you said it. Well, it was a reference from a 25 year old book. But uh, wait. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Nathan, you don't know if you're in a hookup situation or uh, more than that situation because you you want more and you're not sure if she wants to give it to you he made out with her and then he hasn't seen her for 20 days no i know i'm just saying and she's blaming it on her schoolwork right it's a tough one because it does feel like an excuse but do you have any connection i mean it sounded like the night went really well so it's like hard that's a tough confusing one but like does so you're you're friends with or you your roommate's girlfriend is her friend yes so is there any intel coming in from that? Like, right. Like, is the roommate's girlfriend like she's like, we don't have we don't have any tests coming up. <laughs> We're not in medical school. <laughs> Who said anything about medical school? <laughs> <laughs> or 
<laughs> no, no, that's like that's real. That the test is of real. Of course, yeah. of course. And I'm just being harsh to be funny, but like, you know, it's like it's t- no, it's really tough because it sounds like a line. It sounds like a line, but then I also think, well, I don't know. Medical school is really hard. And like, if you start dating someone and then you like fuck up this whole pattern you have going on because you're so distracted, that could be hard. But it does. It's a really it's tough as an outsider hearing it because you think, well, that just sounds like something someone says. But as you know? as um, you know, in the category of just something someone says, blow off excuses, medical school test is a pretty good one. But it's not 20 days. It's a good, good one. And she's still texting, though. Right. So what are but these? She's still texting. It's like she could have just stopped texting. Yeah. Like, what are these texts the, like? I she could have written back. The doctor is out. <laughs> What's what's the what's the most promising text she sent? Okay, uh, so let's see. I've got one right here. Um, so this was like a couple days after the night. She says, um, uh, "Let me see." Right, uh, right here. She says, "You please don't worry. You did everything right, and I would consider myself understanding in this regard." About like that's in reference to if it was a hookup thing or whatever. And then also she sent me, this is a pretty recent one. Um, the exam is on the 11th of May. She's like, I just want to focus on being friends until after the f- test on the 11th. Then we can work on stuff more. Okay, Nathan. I like that. You lost me at regard. The regard. <laughs> She's sophisticated. sound very serious. Yeah. The regard is not playful. It's not flirty. It's clinical. It's actually, actually medical She's in a, a way. She's a doctor. No, no, no. This is... Nathan, I think this is. But but here's my but here's the thing, Washa. I'm like, what I what kind of confuses me, and I see where you're confused. If someone gives me a date right. where it will right. be okay, right, to right, right, them, right. You're right. You're right. You're I'm right. like gonna go. I guess I'm February 12th. We're good. Like, <laughs> it, and that's right before Valentine's Day, which really is saying something. I mean, I don't know. It's it's that feels. That's that's a. She's not good at ghosting if she's trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? She's bad at ghosting. Here's, I got some, I got suggestion, a straight up suggestion. I mean, this is to me a very easy okay. one. And it's like a, it honestly a little bit sounds like you've already gotten your answer, but it's not because she hooked up with you. You're spinning and she's awesome and you want more. Uh, and, and it went well. And it went well. Like, and so, they were already vibing before that. Totally. So it's, it's like this wasn't just like a hookup, right? It was like a culmination of like totally. they hung out four times and then, yeah. So here's, I think this one calls for like, I would say surgical precision. <laughs> no pun intended, right? It just calls for like a full <laughs> and direct, here's where I'm at. And she's told you, to Lauren's point, the date in which she will be able to to tell you a clear answer right maybe she's bullshitting and she's pushing the ball down the line uh, on having to tell you that but this is good you can just the next time you text her you just say you know what i totally hear you i respect what you're where you're coming from on on your that your, your test is overwhelming you i'm gonna hit you up on february 12th i'm interested in you and i want to keep seeing you i'm gonna hit you up on february 12th you you can think about it until then and on february 12th i'm gonna hit you up and if at that point you decide you just want to be friends let me know that's cool and if you want to be more than friends that i'm here for that and then text her on february 12th it's just like and say it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think that works because it's also not that long to wait. It's like two weeks. And so you just kind of I mean, I, I don't think you should necessarily like I what I feel like is like don't cut off the texting uh, relationship by being like, I won't text you until because I think it might be nice to have like the still kind of communication until then. 
but like, we don't have to, you could say, I, like, we don't have to touch that element of, you know, we don't have to like decide yeah. anything about our relationship until after you're done. That totally makes sense. Like, cause if you, the, uh, you could still be friends, which could be great. I mean, so it would be nice to not. Make Nobody it, wants. You know what I mean? mean? You don't want to be friends with her, right? Wait, That's hold so on. Distracting. Counterpoint. Already... <laughs> Counterpoint. It's really useful. Like your pussy. Like you don't want to be friends. It's actually. Oh my god. Natasha goes there, Lauren. She goes there. That's what she does. And actually, Nathan doesn't go there. I hate to break it to you. He didn't do that. He said Natasha's right, though. Okay, there we go. There we go. (laughs) No, layer went down. My friend just got uh, broken up with, and they were like, oh, you know, I hope we can become great friends. And it's like, they don't want to become friends. Like, she's in love with you, you know? No, it's true. I'm I'm not friends with anyone I've ever kissed. Well, hold on. Just counterpoint to both of you. It's very useful to have... Uh, a doctor friend in your life okay i have somebody in my life that is a pediatrician and and it's very useful so maybe don't cut it all the way off you know if she's like i just want to be friends maybe really cultivate that friendship so that you can ask her for medical advice for years to come Ooh, i have an important question yeah <laughs> oh good okay nathan <laughs> who is it would you say it's 50 50 on who like starts the texts or who initiates the text? that is a great question no, I would say it's mostly me. Okay. So what I would do then, if you're going to, you know, I, I, personally, if I were you, I would just step back till the 12th. I wouldn't like say, I'm going to know. That's what I would do. And then I would, I would step back to the 12th. And then like, of course, if she emails you or texts you, be very encouraging and be very kind and, and, you know, really supportive of her journey. But like, if I were like, cause I have been in places before where I'm just like, please just leave me alone. Like a man. And I'm like, I just need to focus on this thing. Like, I just need to do my thing. It's the only way I can do it is if I'm alone. Like I get that, you know? And it's like, and if there was a guy who I was like kind of interested in and he just like ignored me, that would probably like make me still like feel like oh okay that's such a good point that's that but i also yeah. but that might not be good because then I, you get up you get in relationships with people you don't like that much because they ignored you hold on <laughs> no but i feel like she already knows he's interested that's true like, it's like she's and she already knows you're a nice guy like you already have had like good interactions and stuff and you've been very, very polite it sounds like with approaching this whole thing so i think it's i think that's safe to say like like to just kind of pull back a little bit or don't don't hit her up every time you think of her. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then at February 12th, you know, kind of see what's and try to be funny about it, too. You know what I mean? Like February 12th, you know, like, I don't know, maybe you could do some kind of funny thing. And, you know, she's got a lot of excuses to say no. You know, her best friend is dating your roommate. And, you know, it's like there's a lot of entanglement. So who knows if it's going to work? L- let me let but me. Jump- you don't want to, like, overpower her. I'm going to jump in. I'm with you. I'm modifying my original advice. I think don't do the text now say, being clear. Just take a step back like everybody's saying. Because she is actually, and I don't mean to be harsh because I'm sure she's awesome, but she is kind of giving you a bunch of signals that she's not that interested. And it might be a pleasant surprise after February 11th that she is. But but to prepare yourself, like it seems like she's kind of saying in different ways, like I don't have time for this. But I'm going to say don't do the text now. Do wait till February 12th, but do not under any circumstances, write her on February 12th. Because because that means that you had a big like advent calendar with her test at the end of it. And you're like, you know what I mean? You're like looking every single day. And then he had a chocolate every day. (laughs) (laughs) 
But here's the problem, Nathan. There's you got some scheduling issues. Don't wait till February 12th. But you also can't wait for two more days because you cannot hit her up on February 14th and be like, hey, what's up? I'm just thinking you about it. So you're going to have to wait till at least February 20th. That is my advice. February 20th, you can hit her well, up. Well, no. What you, what you, yeah, you have to hope that she reaches out yes. before you have to reach out whatever she's going to say it probably is the balls in her court mm -hmm. on that level because she has said i'm busy until this date then we can figure it out you don't have she knows the dates there yeah and and i have one more assignment for you kevin if you can handle it nathan but nathan. hey who, it's not his real name anyway so <laughs> <Kevin>. who cares <laughs> listen here kevin um kevin's the roommate nathan Try to go on a date before the fe February 12th. Oh, fascinating advice. Wow. Did not wow. see that coming. I've actually, this may sound mean, but I've actually done that. Okay, there you go. That's not mean. Else. Why is that mean? Well, she was a vet. I don't know. Because he's very, he's into this girl. He's so polite. Right. He's very considerate. Yeah. Well, then go on yeah, another that's one. That's nice, I think, that. That's you know, my advice. Good, my, that's good. That's my advice. February 20th, you hit her up. If she hasn't hit you up, you say, hey, just thinking about you. Hope the test went well. I just want you to know if you'd ever like to go out again, I'm here for it. If not, <gasps> I think I, I wish you the best. So simple. That's a perfect text. You should write that down. Well, it's on podcast. You can just re-listen to this. Yeah, but then it's like... <laughs> what, I will be re-listening. What happens, though, when she comes over with her friend? It's all good because then at that point, he's so Joe Cool... That he can see her and just be like, hey, what's up, Dana? Damn, nice to see you. I hope that test went well. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going with, the, with this nurse practitioner that I met. You know, bye. It's all good. You don't have to feel awkward. I don't think you need to feel. I mean, it is an awkward situation to have someone that you want more from that doesn't want more from you. I've, we've all been in that situation. But, you know, that awkwardness fades over time and then you get over it, you know. It and sounds then like you're, you're like, do I did I even want that? Right. You don't want to date a doctor. And then there's a chance that she comes back around and she actually would be down. Yep. So there's always that hope too, you know. Yeah. But I do think I think Moshe's totally right that like playing it really cool with your text and and feeling that way inside as much as you can. Like it's totally fine, whatever happens either way. But I, I'm interested in you and whatever. And then if it doesn't work out, you will see her again because you have mutual friends and it won't be as weird as it would be if you just Either A, let it peter out to the point where it's like well, you, no one ever said yep. anything or like you're too forward and she's like, I doesn't want to see you. Another possible idea is to show up to her medical school on February 14th with a bouquet of scalpels <laughs> and just be like for you and see if it's true love. <laughs> I'm gonna go buy some scalpels then. Yeah. I, well, with that background, it's a little your background's that a little dextery. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my kitchen. We have a small. Pump. All right, you're good, <laughs> Nathan. But you seem so cute and fun, and you know, try to like you know bring some. Try to be funny about it if you can. You know, like anything inside joke or tell her you want to watch Bo's special again or I don't know you know just yeah but I, I think less is more is your new mantra yeah you or you could text or you not texting me back makes me feel the way uh Bo Burnham felt throughout the special inside see you think that's funny but I know so many friends who they like do they stuff like say that. stuff like that in <laughs> right, relationships right. they're like what that really made me feel bad when you didn't text me back i really want more than that you know i'm sorry for myself i can't text you anymore it's like a lot of people will do stuff like that and like you know date three and i'm like huh and they're like i can't lie 
Right. I don't know. I just, I, I, yeah, I know. Sometimes that's too much. It's like, why don't you just say you're busy? It's you know what I mean? heavy. <laughs> yeah. Busy will do. <laughs> but I mean, I do envy it in some ways because I never say what I mean in relationships at the beginning. Cause I'm always like, you know, I have this like coyness that has, has been, uh, infused in me from how I grew up kind of maybe old fashioned or something. So I'm always kind of playing coy and I don't think that's like, a good thing it's just my instinct yeah, but I think as women that's so built in because there's like this fear of like if you tell some guy like I don't want to go out with you and they're like I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> you know what I mean right. people are so creepy and- right <laughs> what did you say to me what'd you say to me you little bitch yeah you never know what's gonna happen but <laughs> or they get mean you know yeah. like they're like well I didn't like you anyway you nasty little slut yeah so well guys have it hard too you know <laughs> like you know sometimes the guys have it hard you know, can be I hard. like that she's waiting out for that Bo Burnham dick. You know, she's just kind of <laughs> well, like, don't do that to Nathan. He's still on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. There's a there's a sweet spot between um, saying too much and not saying enough. Exactly. There's a sweet spot of being direct, yeah. but without being e- emotional about it. It's just like, here's what I want. Here's what I'm interested that's in. That's sexy if you're direct and not emotional. That's how I got you. Is that really true? Well, that is who I am. It's like I always was like, I'm not going to not say the thing I'm thinking. But I also wasn't like panicking, like, come to me. It just isn't it's ne- thirst, nor neither thirsty nor uh, nor inconsiderate are good, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Nathan. All right. Well, good luck, Nathan. Hit us up on February 20th. Tell us <laughs> what happened, will you? <laughs> All right. I will. Yeah, keep February us in the loop. 20th. We want to know. All right. Good luck. All right. Good luck. Thanks. Right. See, I would have told him to to t- to text on the day, but you're right. If I was the girl, oh, yeah. that would have creeped me out. Bad signal. He can't text on February 12th, and he also can't text on February 15th either. He can't do it on the 14th, but he can't do it on the 15th Why? either because then she's like, oh, he waited one day after Valentine's <laughs> to do it. He's just got to give himself a little bit of a buffer. And Natasha, I feel like like texting on the date is like, if you're a comedian, you can do that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, Bits. like you get that like you're being funny. You're being like, oh, he, oh the date came around. Yeah. <laughs> there's like yes. a humor to that. Comics have do have a weird superpower in that way. Yeah. 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 Well, I think I think we might have helped him a little bit. I feel like we influenced him. He felt like he received so. more from us than Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I also I, I really think he needs to go back and write down the exact text you said to send because I thought that was really perfectly phrased. Well, thank you. I mean, I think it's honestly from the experience of being a man in the world, like how do you say a thing? And yeah, I, but you're not naturally emotional. But that wasn't an emotional text. No, I know. But I'm saying what if you're what if you're your go to and your instincts are like really emotional and. Then you find a really cool friend with a podcast to tell you what to text. What girl would like an emotional guy? Emily. We met her earlier tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, probably a lot of a lot of people do. A lot of men do. A lot of women do. Well, there's a thing about extreme. Oh, yeah. I mean, go ahead, Lauren. No, I think people I think people um, find that kind of thing really refreshing sometimes because people are so are especially it sounds like people when people are dating they're just ghosting people all the time mm-hmm. and just like being super vague and like so i think it's when you get someone who's like telling you what they really feel like what you're saying Moshe, that you did i think that's like so appealing because it's like oh he's being like really straightforward and it's not scary it's just like he's saying what he really thinks i feel like when guys start to get emotional i would be like how i am with my daughter at the playground i'm like okay i'm gonna set a clock for three minutes and at three minutes you got to go. 
three minutes. All right. All right. I'm going to set a clock. February 11th. <laughs> and when the timer goes off, you have to stop crying. Yeah. I mean, emotional in that sense, I think is different than what I was thinking more like, t- like in touch with your emotions or like, you know what you want, but like someone who's, you know, all over the place like that, I don't think I can really. Uh, but some people like that too. You know, some people really like that. Like, tr- like, the, the relationship that's all about talking about the relationship. That's my biggest advice to people when they're telling me too much. It's like your relationship isn't supposed to be primarily you processing whether or not your relationship will work. It's supposed to be you just hanging out in the relationship and having a good time most of the time. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point because I think people can stay in things for a long time where they're like analyzing it all the time. And it's like if it's not feeling good and it's not fun, just like obviously, then it's probably not going to be the answer. It's supposed to be fun. That's what I, I, I always say. <laughs> it's supposed to be fun. Tasha, I have a lot of fun with you. Thanks. Just, oh, I, I have a lot of fun with you, too. <laughs> don't be coy. Please don't be coy. Don't use your patented coyness to tell me how much fun I am. Wait, Lauren, I cannot get over your door. It's a curved door behind you. Yeah. Whoa, that is cool. Oh, how I many did... of those are in your house? Thanks. Um, a couple. I love them. Oh, yeah. They get in, uh, incrementally Thank smaller. <laughs> Until a little creature comes out of the smallest yeah, one. Yeah, and then I, I like eat these like mushrooms and I shrink down to go into each one. That's very cool. Love it. Th- wow, that's and that's weird because that's a the, love that. That's the plot of the of the uh, poster you have behind you. That's a plot of Infinite Jest, I think. <laughs> Guys. Yeah, I'm I'm not familiar really. Um, that was a gift. But, yeah. <laughs> um, Lauren, you were awesome. I we enjoyed I having like you. you really so. gave great advice. Yeah, I think so too. I hope so. Oh, my God. It's nerve wracking when you're looking at someone on Zoom and they they need something. I can't believe oh people God. zoom in. I don't know how you guys do. listen. I'm <laughs> just like, why? He's got all these fake names, but his face is on Zoom. I mean, well, that's what I wonder about your callers, because they'll make up a fake thing. And I'm like, if I heard I know. my friend, I, I'm going to know it's my friend. It's I never understand why they have these like, weird... hey, there's a lot of podcasts. So, you know, not everyone's it's, listening. I, but my also I love when on our secrets hotline, when people will call and they have this like actually bad secret, but they've got a like very distinct accent. They're like, so <laughs> hopefully this doesn't come out. I come from a small town in North Texas. I did take human life a time or two. <laughs> it's just like we know it's you like, for sure. You're getting caught. Can we listen? Can we listen to one? Hell yeah, we can. Like yeah. Wait, we can do part. secrets. I just didn't know if you only had no, an hour. Yeah, well, you've been on it. We just don't want to take up too much of your time. Can we time. listen to, yeah, well, can we do like three? Is that okay? Let's do three. We can do three. It's totally fine. Hey, guys. Um, I have a secret. I'm married, and I've been married for almost three years, and we have a child, and I'm currently pregnant now. And my secret is, that my husband is extremely religious. Um, Whenever we started dating, I kind of lied about um, how religious I was because I thought he was really cute and (laughs) didn't want to say anything that would make him not go out with me. Um, But now that we've been married this long, um, I still have to act like I believe in God and... Um, if I were to tell him that I didn't, God, that would, it would shatter. I mean, it, it could break us up. Um, (laughs) it would shatter everything that he thinks about me. Um, and he would think that I was going to hell. Uh, so that's my secret. 
maybe it's fucked up that he doesn't know. But at this point, I don't know how to tell him that um, without ruining our marriage and what we have. But I also feel like I'm kind of living in a lie. Anyways, that's my secret. Love the show. Bye. Wow. <laughs> I'm living a lie. Bye. <laughs> Everything that I am is, in fact, a facade and a performance. Okay, bye. Love the pod. I mean, wow, she didn't just lie. She's like, I did kind of lie about how religious I was. You are an atheist. You didn't lie about how religious also, you are. also, what yeah. are they going to teach the kids? Oh, She's I mean, clearly going to default to him. so hard. I mean, this is why you have to have a checklist of actual compatibility, like real compatibility. Like things that you can't... Oh, yeah, that's dangerous. Super dangerous. That is very odd. Um, but she also kind of seems kind of freewheeling and she doesn't really care that her kids are going to grow up with Jesus. So, I mean, whatever. Maybe. What do you think she should do, Lauren? Um, I mean, I think she needs to just keep living a lie and just act forever. Like fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, that sounds horrible. That sounds horrible to me. I think like anytime you feel like something's totally wrong, it probably is. But um, if you're pregnant and married to somebody and that's the situation, you can't really just bail. I mean, she seems like she likes him. So here's what good. you do. You start. So you're already living in a performative lie. You start seeding in a fake, a constructed crisis of faith. You start now. You go, you know, I'm, the pastor said yeah. something this week that I just and then slowly it becomes bigger and bigger. And you're like, I just don't believe anymore. So that he think he doesn't think he's been tricked and maybe he'll stick around. That is so funny to be in a relationship with someone who's like, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it's hard out there. I'm sure so many people really? are doing that. <laughs> don't you? I mean, they someone. must be. I mean, I don't know how cute he is. All right. Shall we do one more? Let's do another. I didn't realize it was 1030. I know. What, Lauren, you've been a saint. Hey, Musha. Hey, Natasha. Um, so a few months ago, I just stopped washing most of my produce uh, with like the exception of you know, like root vegetables and grapes, stuff that like has dirt that you can actually see on it, you know. But um, over the holidays, I told my family this, just kind of thinking that they would agree, like it's a waste of time, it's a waste of water, like really, what are you getting out of rinsing your vegetables, you know. Um, well, they like really made fun of me for it and kind of shamed me and they were like, that's so gross. Um, you're going to get sick, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you're so right. I'm going to start washing my produce again. Um, but my secret is that I actually didn't start doing that again. I fully don't wash my produce. Um, so yeah, now my family thinks that, um, all my produce is washed, but it's totally not. Um, thanks for listening to my secret. Bye. Does this woman think grapes grow underground? She's like, all of my root vegetables and grapes, you know, the things that are covered in dirt. That's what I'm still washing. Well, because like grapes always are dirty when you get them. I guess that's true. It's like you should wash them because like, you know, when you wash grapes and then there's like that dirt water in the bottom, <laughs> like it's fucking gross. Didn't, didn't Chipotle like have to close down because like people in the fields were shitting in the fields. And then when the produce was they didn't give the people who were working in the fields bathroom breaks. 
That's why. And then they had to. Sh- they shit. They would just shit on the produce. That's what no I heard. No way. That's true. Oh and then the God. shit vegetables would get into the burritos, and then everyone was getting sick. Anyway, I don't know, but just wash your vegetables. Ugh. Oh my God. And then the other thing, my friend told me who is, uh, she's you know very into gardening, and she told me that you don't have to buy organic. This is kind of separate, but I didn't realize that. Like, you don't have to buy organic bananas because bananas have, like, the thick skin. But, like, something like blackberries, you want to buy organic Mm. because you're, like, putting that exactly into your mouth. But anything with, like, a protective cover, maybe you don't have to buy organic. It's avocado. Don't have to buy organic. But... You know, blackberries, strawberries, that kind of thing. Okay. I don't know. You tuned into produce talk. You should should still wash your vegetables. I think that's a good idea. But I don't always wash vegetables. It doesn't take that long. Washing lettuce sucks. Like, it feels like she's like, I know, like she thinks she's saving a lot of time or something, but it's like, it's a 30 second. (laughs) She's like, like the environment, you know, we're, we're, we're bordering on a collapse, an environmental collapse. I can't wash my vegetables. But I do need to wash these grapes because I don't want that dirty grape water. (laughs) All right. Last one. Last one. Here we go. Lauren. Thank you. Lauren Lapkus, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Hey, Moshe and Natasha, longtime listener, and I just wanted to share that my secret is that I sometimes, sometimes often more than not, eat Chick-fil-A in secret because my partner and I are queer and Chick-fil-A is a known, is known for giving money to anti-LGBTQ plus organizations and so we've had a lot of conversations about like why we don't eat there like why we don't support certain places because of things like that and so I've somehow found myself still wanting to eat there and then I hide it and I've even gone so far to like put the garbage in a trash can across the street in the park away from my house so it's not in my trash can so my partner takes the trash out they don't see that I ate Chick-fil-A and stashed it away in the garbage can. And sometimes it makes me feel like a shitty queer person, but other times, I don't know, I don't care as much, but that's the secret. Ooh, but the chicken good. That I've never had it. I Have never had, had it either. Lauren? Yeah. It's good. <laughs> is it worth is it is it good? Is it yeah. worth betraying um your allies in the LGBTQ community? <laughs> um it's not worth like your morals or something but like uh <laughs> it's like tasty it, it's up there with like in and out yeah like I, I love a chicken nugget you know and um i would say they have really good chicken nuggets but they're also really salty like anytime i've eaten chick-fil-a i feel really cracked out afterwards mm. um but i understand hiding it i uh i think that makes a lot of sense because it's like do you really want to have a whole big you know, bad, you, you, you know what you believe about your rights, you know, and I don't think a $3 meal is going to really mean that you don't care about that. Totally. Also, you're not alone. I've, I've definitely witnessed people being like, honey, I'm eating it. I don't care. Uh huh. Sure. Like I've seen, I've seen it happen. Here's what, here's what they need. To, oh, go ahead. Sorry. And also Moshe, you don't, I don't eat pork because of you, but there's been times when I've maybe had some but i don't really like it anymore here's what this person needs to do start manufacturing a a crisis of faith where they come to their partner and say you know i don't know what i feel about gay rights anymore (laughs) 
and then slowly, slowly over time, make that grow bigger and bigger until finally they come home with a bag of Chick-fil-A and say, oh, listen, I love you. I'm here to stay, but I'm eating Chick-fil-A. That's nice. I like it. Everything's a crisis of faith. <laughs> it's a great idea, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Lauren, I hope we get to see you in person soon. Same. Me too. This is so fun. So glad to have you on. Thank you for doing it. What if this it. is the, the maximum social encounters we'll ever have? Do oh, wait. You, how would you feel? I mean, I guess. <laughs> no, I would say I feel lucky that we have the chance to even do this because some people don't have anyone to Zoom that is with. That's true. Some people are real lonely. Mm. Oh, I was going to say one more thing about that secret. Sorry. Yes. Uh, I relate to this, though, because this is the experience I have with a, uh, as a Jew with like raw doll or like, you know, you go like, oh, Rod Dahl's a known anti-Semite. But you know what? <sighs> this is a good ass story. James and the Giant Peach. That's a good story right there. Nick, uh, Nick Cannon said something uh, anti-Semitic. He's the greatest stand-up comedian of our era. You know, I have to watch it, you know? <sighs> Just watching the net motion. Okay. All right. Lauren, thank you for joining us. <laughs> we really do appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm so glad I got to do this. Same here. All right. We'll see you soon. Do you have anything you want to plug or anything like that before we say goodbye? you have anything to to drop? Sure. I mean, I have... Tell us about your podcast. Yeah. I have a podcast called Freedom that I do with Scott Ackerman and Paul Tompkins, where we just talk about our lives and we play games together. And then um, I have a podcast called Newcomers with Nicole Byer, where we watch things that we've never seen. We watched all of Star Wars. We watched all of Lord of the Rings and then some... Uh, we watched all the Tyler Perry movies that we could in a certain amount of time. Mm. And now we're about to mm. do something else that's exciting, but I can't announce it yet. But I think people are going to be happy because they've been wanting us to do this for a long time. This Wait, this and will you guys do, so. watch that? I love this idea. And will you guys watch them together? We have. We've, we have some watch alongs where you can like sync us up talking over like the first Star Wars movie <laughs> and stuff. And we're like, what? Who's that? Like, we don't know anything that's going on. So it's really fun. And and you guys like you're watching things too that you just never were really interested in. Sorry, what? But now you're what you're what you were watching things that you weren't really interested in, but now you are watching them because everyone's saying it's good, kind of thing. We yeah, it's like we were just feeling like there was a point where I had never I, I had talked about on a podcast that I'd never seen any Star Wars movie, and then. I was like, maybe I should do a show about that. And I was like, I don't want to fucking watch all the Star Wars movies. But then I heard Nicole <laughs> hadn't done it either. So it was like, well, that'll be funny then. Hey, well, if you guys ever need a, a third, I haven't watched them either. Yeah, you know so. what? The truth is, <laughs> oh my they've God. seen them now. Oh, they've seen them. Now, I, now the I know everything about the... Now I know every character. I know about <laughs> every little quote they've ever said. I've analyzed it all. Um, I'm very, very educated on the matter. Well, the truth is, for me, in my life, <laughs> the, my big movies are, are the, Star, the Star Wars trilogy and Why Did I Get Married? So I, I really like that you guys are bringing all that together. Lauren Lapkus, thank you for joining us. Really, Thanks, really Lauren. appreciate it. Thanks. Listen to our podcast. One of the funniest people, can we say in the world? Let's say in the world. That's and nice. A, and a, and, and you can she, tell that she's a good mom. And a good mom and Aww. a great comedian. And, a, and as she said at the beginning of this podcast, a better and more tr highly trained actress than Meryl Streep. As she said, <laughs> those are her words, not ours. She said, I'm a better actress than Meryl Streep. Lauren Lapkus, thank you so much. Bye.